put together Bernie Sanders. Is yes. your idea. I <laughs> yeah. love Bernie Sanders. But with not as good of ideas. Okay, well, now that we've talked hey, a little politics, we're not a political pod where we are now live. So That's the pizza, eh? Looks tasty. What's on that? Grilled. Olo- olives. Olives, on the fresh flour, mozzarella. You make that? Yeah. You make the On dough? the grill. Nice. And he made the dough. And he made the pizza. Chima. I grilled. I grilled the pizza. Did you grill it long enough? It looks a little soft. Um, no, it's perfect. You you ate the pizza. I'm eating the pizza. Does it have I'm a crunch? Oh, yeah. Big time. What were you wearing when you made that pizza? <clears throat> An apron. And that's it. <laughs> wow. Good there visual. Goes, there goes our... And now, and now it's not just a pizza that's soft. <laughs> it's all Excuse me. Oh, God. The apron your mother laid out for you. <laughs> All right, double pod. Is this another mega pod? No, <laughs> I don't have time for that. Let's go two hours. Let's do a let's do another mega. I'm in. I'm in. All right, um, I will kick it off because we are a little wobbly this evening. Uh, welcome to the pod, Premium Unleaded. We are on podcast. Help me out here. I believe it's 55, but I can... Um... 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, Nope, we're on 0, 5, 6. 5, 6, oh, five, six. officially. Wow. Right, pod 56. We are coming at you after two back-to-back weekend, weekends at Silverstone. So we're going to... We're going to turn it over here in a second to Robbie recap to give us a quick rundown of race number one at Silverstone before we even start talking about the second weekend. So sit back, grab a beverage of choice, buckle in. It's going to be an adventure here. So to you, recap. All right. Well, uh, the first race was the actual British Grand Prix and <clears throat> hearkening way back in my memory. <clears throat> as to what actually happened then. Uh, let's see, what did happen? I mean, Lewis, Lewis won, of course. Uh, I think Lewis also got pole. Um, they ran away, the Mercedes ran away with it. Um, and then the, the most memorable thing was tire blowouts oh, from yeah. fr- front left on Botas, front left on Hamilton. Front left on signs in the last, I don't know, three laps. Hamilton finished the car, finished the race with only three wheels. Signs and uh, Botas had to pit and lost places. And I'm, I'm just guessing Max came, yeah, Max came in second, and I think Leclerc came in third. Third, yep. The racing points disappointed, I guess, relatively. Uh, Hulkenberg didn't even start the race. He's in for the COVID laid out Perez. Uh, did little little boy stroll stumped it up, and uh, Renault had a surprisingly good race. Came in fourth. Yeah, there are things of note. No, that's a good recap. Um, so a couple things I was gonna say. One is the beginning, 
everything up until the last five laps was a snooze fest. It Agreed. was in a terribly boring race. And I remember thinking maybe F1 has a problem on their hands by delaying the new regulations yet another year. Cause I don't know how many races I can just sit through of Mercedes absolutely dominating Red Bull, clearly number two. And obviously the midfield battles were good, but they're, they're like starting to settle into their positions and there's just no, there was no drama. And then obviously the tire happened and then, um, next weekend happened, but that, that was my first thought. And then the second thought I had was, I think in, in recent memories, if we go back and look at, listen to some old pods, I think I am on record saying I don't like when tires are a major thing. I'd rather see racers showcase their talents. I think I've completely reversed flip-flopped on that. The tire strategy and managing tires element or the explosions at the end were just so exciting that um, I'd like that to be a part of the sport. Well, uh, just because we've brought it up, I feel like I need to just mention that for the first time all season, we had a non-Mercedes winner at the 70th anniversary Grand Prix race number two. And it was all because the Mercedes car and the Mercedes drivers were having trouble managing their tires. And Max wasn't. No one thinks that the Red Bull's faster car, all of a sudden, it was that this rubber was really soft. The Mercedes car was like drives the tires hard, I guess, or harder than the Red Bull. I think that's a cool element of strategy sometimes. I'm really glad they switched the tire compounds. So, so let me just say recap again. Botas got pulled this time. Hamilton came in second. Max was third. Um, but again, the Mercedes core qualifying head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, in the race, as I said, the Mercedes had tire problems with blisters on the rear. And was it, I think Max just did, no, he just had better pace than they did. They had to slow down because yep. of their tires. I think they all did two stops. Um, Max won. Good Wait, for Max. Are we already on to race two? Yeah. Huh. No, I, I just I just wanted to, because because they, they tie together. We're going to be talking about, you know, the same track. I mean, do we want to talk about the midweek blockbuster news headline drop? Well, let me finish my recap at this point. Yeah, you don't you don't get oh, in the middle okay. of a recap. Um, so then so Verstappen won, the two Mercedes filled out the podium. And then I'd say real kudos to Racing Point. Hulkenberg, I think, came in fourth. No, no, Leclerc came in fourth, but Hulkenberg was fifth, Stroll was sixth, I think. They, they did very well, the racing points, for the first time all season, I think. Hulkenberg came in seventh, Albon I think was that's, fifth. Yeah, we've got to fact check that one. Yeah, all right, so Albon did well, good for him, and then the racing points did best of the rest, um, and then the Renaults and McLarens came in, filled out the I, last ten. I consider Ferrari part of the rest now, so, yeah. Best well, then, good. The then I guess I, we should say we're going to have to talk about at some point how Leclerc is doing well and Sebastian Vettel is stinking. Ah, I, I can't wait to talk about it. All right, that's the end of my recap. Well, you guys have destroyed my agenda, so go wherever you want. <laughs> Was there an? I love. I'd love, I'd love to hear the agenda. <laughs> Was it shared? No. <laughs> you, you, 
I'm not going to share it now. <laughs> this is a personal agenda that we all should have known about. <laughs> we violated the secret agenda. Oops. Uh, can you can you right. please go into the midweek blockbuster news? No, do yes. we want to talk about racing points, cheating ways, and the and the penalty they the quote unquote yeah, penalty maybe they we were could given? just say like you know I think it's something that's hanging over the entire season. So it doesn't matter which race Rob elegantly recaps. I think this is always a part of it. Is racing point um and their cheating ways and a lot of the other teams kind of um you know lodging complaints against them and petitioning so charlie maybe you can give an update on what happened to racing point well i'm uh looking it over okay so maybe rob is always better at the very let me give a very very specific details but the (laughs) faa came out what last wednesday and they find racing point 400,000 euros and docked the team, not any of the drivers, 15 points in the championship after they came off, came after and said, ruling their design process of the rear brake ducts, not the front brake ducts, breached F1 supporting regulation. So I, not knowing all the ins and outs of the technical regs, took it as they copied Mercedes, they got caught and they got what I consider a light slap on the wrist. Rob. I'm going to back us up. Racing point, tracing point, the pink Mercedes basically just <laughs> copied the Mercedes design from last year. Allegedly, there was a former racing point employee who's now at Renault who said, take a close look at the brake ducts. Oh, and we wow. know that, and we know that Mercedes uh, racing point did get their brake ducts last year from Mercedes. This year, 2020, you're not allowed to get your brake ducts from anybody else. You have to design them yourself. And uh, this is what I think is the most interesting thing. Racing Point in January 2020, so the old season's over, orders a pair of brake ducts from Mercedes. Okay, we're in the new season. You have to join, your, develop your own brake ducts. What are they doing ordering old brake ducts from Mercedes? Mm. I, think that's, I think that's strong evidence of bad intent. And I agree with Charlie that a 15-point penalty and the, is nothing. The worst of it, they get to continue to use the car as is. They get to steal the brake ducts or oh, well, uh, buy them outright. Do they continue to get point penalties or no? No. One time. No, it's a one-time wow. thing. I'd pay that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I, I do. I mean, how do you for, make them forget the knowledge? They, they have drawings now and you can't say like burn your drawings and flash your minds blank with that like men in black pen. I mean, I, my, my, my answer to that was you cannot use this design. You yeah. bought it. You got caught. I don't care if there's the optimal design for your car. You cannot use it anymore. Because you, you, so what would you use like last year's design or what? They have to come up with something that is substantially different enough that the (laughs) the FIA says, okay, this is this is not just a straight copy. Last year's design was Mercedes brakes. Everyone agrees on that. So that and that's not allowed under the regulations this year. Uh, What if they had to do a race without brakes? (laughs) Oh, interesting. Downshifting only. How about that? We're thinking outside the box. (laughs) 
You can you can okay. use the brakes you design yourself, which is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or equally bad, use the Haas brakes. And Daddy Stroll was pissed though. Man, what did he say? Nobody in my entire career has ever accused me of cheating. I won't stand for this oh blasphemy. Yeah, he was fired up. I mean, he was in fashion, right? Is there a lot of cheating in fashion? But he's a, he's just a blowhard, though, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about Larry. Is that his name? I mean, oh yeah, Lawrence. Larry Lawrence. Lars. Lars. Yeah, Lars. I think maybe, you know, a guy like that, he's a businessman. He's a, what is he, a fashionista, fashion icon? Yeah. He's just a blowhard. He's, he's, he's full of it. Um, anyway, you, uh, you two said the racing point would be second in the constructors championship. Who did? The boys O'Brien. That's, oh, really? That's, oh, the season's false. not over. Season's not second, over. Like, second in the racing in constructors? Well, I, we will we'll bring up the tapes. Please I may know. have said that. The season's not over. I, mean, I did not say that. I, First, I spit out my drink when you guys said that. Shocking, I actually. Think, I think what we saw at the 70th Grand Prix when Hulkenberg actually got to race was that Hulkenberg is probably the best of the three Racing Point drivers, and it should really be Hulkenberg and Perez if we're doing it based on talent or health strolls not as crappy as i once thought he was but he's certainly not deserving of a of a car feel bad for perez kind of you know this is like guy gets sick and now he's this other guy's just coming in and you know taking his mojo well um, colin kaepernick and alex smith probably for the niners i would say back in the day tom brady my my sources are saying that uh, Perez's sickness with COVID has given him a stay of execution because Racing Point was going to announce that Vettel is taking his seat next year, but they said we didn't want to do that to a guy who's away recovering from COVID. So look for that announcement to come as soon as Perez gets back. (laughs) (laughs) So the second he gets back, then they're cool with making the announcement? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like you try not to fire somebody who's on like leave for an illness. You let them come back and then you say, now you're fired. Right. That's a little employment law tip. Yeah. So there's lots of, um, obviously Rob gave us the delightful recap. Lots of stuff to talk about Red Bull, but do we want to take a little detour to Ferrari way and talk about what's going on with Vettel and Leclerc's surprising surprising finishes yeah i mean i I think we could talk about it so i think i would say i I hope you all agree with me is that leclerc had two pretty good results i wouldn't say two great races i would say two very good results for the car he's driving uh third and fourth the the podium was obviously aided by botas and his tire issues so he probably didn't deserve third there in the first British GP, um, but still a podium is good. And he was very, he was super pumped about the fourth place finish um, this past weekend on the radio. He was like, that's the best we could have hoped for. Awesome work, everybody. So yeah, I think Leclerc is just kind of staying afloat, even with a car that really shouldn't be where it's at. I, I think he's pretty happy. 
On the total flip side is Vettel, who looks like, um, I don't know, like he's never won a world. Yeah, never won a world championship. I almost get the sense that he just doesn't care. I mean, he's he's upset. He doesn't like the Ferrari. I mean, he called out the Ferrari team on the radio pretty, pretty harshly. He's like, almost like, we talked about this and you guys did a bad thing. Like, you know what you did. It was very, it was was kind of of weird actually the way he said it. I think it's just Um, full on branding mode for him now where he's just trying to shift the blame away from him to Ferrari. Yeah, I don't, I mean, do you, like what, how could it possibly be that the two cars are that much different? You know, like they were, I would say Leclerc and Vettel were pretty much equals last year. And now it's, there's not, they're not even close. Like that's, that's very strange. What, what do you guys think is happening here? What's causing that? Well, there is some thought that you like designing characteristics of the car to the, to a driver's driving style. I don't know enough about their driving styles, you know, if they differ, what have you, but I think that's a pretty well-established feature of F1. But it, but it's not the first year, like, I guess, but why would this year be so much different than, than last year, I guess? Well, the, this- I mean, the, the biggest difference is that Vettel knows he's out. And I think mentally, we've all known this for years, I think, is that Vettel has some mental weaknesses um, that caused him, I think, to lose a, a, a championship, you know, two years ago and, or, and last year, really. And I think it's really showing. I don't think he's mentally tough enough to kind of battle and grind from the back. Well, his spin was his fault, right? He thought someone touched him, but really he just hit a curb hard. Yeah, so, I think he's he's just checked out, you know. Yeah, hey, did anyone read? He's out. Yeah, did anyone read Julian Palmer's analysis of this? No, I no. didn't, but I saw the headline. <laughs> I, I I took a few parts. He did. He says that when a team knows a driver's out, they rally behind the other driver, and yeah, you're not getting favorable pit strategies and probably a whole hell of a lot of other stuff as well. So yeah, I think um, they're not giving the best chance of winning and then he's not helping himself. But he's His qualifying is shit. I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, we're one, two, we're a 10th of a second apart and I'm getting the bad strategy all the time. <laughs> it's a whole nother thing to be barely making it into Q3. If you do <laughs> while your teammates right. up there qualifying in fourth, I mean, the hell no i'm saying he's not he's not focused he's not he's checked out too yeah what i'm saying though it's like i'm it could be design but i don't believe it's pitch strategy that's what i'm saying right it's not it's not just in race strategy it's also the things that happen before the race starts in qualifying that he's just i mean is his qualifying has just been pathetic i i that's i think the strangest part I think what was he? Did he make it to Q3? No, right? Uh, hold on. I think he finished. I think no, he, he didn't. I think he qualified 14th or something, or yeah, maybe 12th. Oh. Um, I think that there there are two breeds of cats here. One, you know, they love the they love the race craft, and the other loves 
to be a front runner and to win. Not, Vettel is clearly a front runner. I mean, I don't think he's done well when he's ever been in a dogfight. He's got the best car. He's qualifying first. He's cruising out front. Does great. He won four yeah. straight world championships. But I, I don't think you're giving him enough credit for his race championships craft. where he did have to fight Mark Webber. I wasn't there. Sure, they had the best car at the time, but I, w- I wasn't in the paddock for that, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was the young buck taking down the established guy. So take some guts. Metal house talent. No doubt. You heard it here first. I don't think this year, I don't think his heart's in it. And I think that's a big I think that's a big issue. I do. I still love the way he talks to the media. I, I it's awesome. He, uh, they were giving him a hard time because I think he like did an elbow bump with Daddy Stroll, yeah. and he was, and he was like, "Yeah, you guys only talk about that, but I, uh, I, you know, I bumped doubles with Toto. That you guys aren't saying I'm going to Mercedes, no?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I bumped doubles with uh, Jensen Button, but you don't say I'm going to Sky Sports. Like, what's that about?" <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, I still, still love got aspects of, of Sebastian. He's great, but he is losing his his fastball. Where does he stand right now? Oh, 13th, 10 points. Right, and also, there's a really, I mean, what a shot. Someone said that he only has uh, like four points more than uh, Hulkenberg, who's only started four. That's, that's true. <laughs> Pierre Gasly has more points than him. I thought that was, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh my gosh. But um, I will say for Ferrari that I have heard a lot of uh, support for Bonotto. It sounds like a lot of people who were there during the glory years are really sticking behind him and saying they trust him. He'll turn it around. And that the blame should really be on the folks who were running the team when the hybrid engine was introduced and they didn't take it seriously enough. Um, and, and that's kind of causing some of the problems I see today. So. Stay the course, 2022, Bonotto. You'll see it. It'll be beautiful. It'll come together, and it will be beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, they were good last year, although they were Cheaters. cheating. Although they were cheating. I think, I think I'd be overreacting to, to fire the guy after one year. Yeah, Let's, and and yeah. actually, last, next year, with it being frozen – I think you have to temper your expectations too. Look, you guys were all shitting on Zach Brown at McLaren for years, and he's put together a big, good crew. He's stepped out of roles he's not good at, and McLaren's on the way up. So take some years sometimes. I, I think it would be a huge mistake to fire. Are you hearing rumblings that he could be canned? Yes. Really? Benotto? Wow. Yes, I am. You, you have some insane sources in the past. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Can you share these? I don't want to burn anybody. I mean, honestly, yeah. what, what could you fire him for? Like, he he inherited a car, I think, that – did you think he came up with the cheating tactic last year? Was that his idea? Because if it wasn't, then, like, he was just working with that car, and they did okay, and now they had to take that away. And so that that's what that's basically the difference, right? The it's boss is responsible yeah, but, for what yeah. goes on yeah, under he him. Came yeah. in, he came in – he inherited that, right? Like, how mm-hmm. can he – 
like a football so, program. <laughs> what is this like, the, is this like the VW defense? Oh, you know, the engineers, they just cheated. We had no idea they were defeating emissions. Well, I mean, according well, to F1, I don't think it, it isn't clear what the decision was. So Right, because they didn't want to... F1 didn't want to hurt the Ferrari brand. It's too power. It's too valuable to them. So this is what the little hush, 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 hush. Okay. All right. I think we got anyway, good, good luck to your Ferrari in the future years. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Do Next we topic. want to talk about, let's talk about Red Bull. Um, I want to talk about, well, obviously congrats to Max on a terrific win. We talk about, well, maybe you want to talk about that tire strategy, but first I want to get to Alex Albon. John, I think it was last pod was, was talking about let's kick Albon to the curb. And he came out and had not, not great qualification uh, this past Saturday. So he yeah. still has some things to work through, but he started in 12th and finished in um, where is that? Oh no, sorry, that was the weekend before. He started in qualified ninth and finished fifth, and that's what I've been saying all along with Albon. I think he still has some things to work out on qualifying, mostly in his head, I think. But on race day, he is always passing people because he has a better car. So it's not like let's not get ahead of ourselves. But unlike Gasly last year, who who would start in 10th and finish in 10th. Albon has the talent. He should stay in that Red Bull car. It was a big yeah, he, him, I think. he has talent, but why is he qualifying so much uh, worse than Max? Like, what's going on there? Well, I think he still has some things to learn. I mean, Max has, is a supreme talent here. Um, yeah. And I think it's I think it's mostly Albon putting pressure on himself, and he's making small mistakes on the lap. So I think he'll I think he'll start to pick it up over there, over the coming weekends. But Red Bull is keeps putting their throwing their support behind him. They're all in. Yeah, he's good. He's good in the race. So if he can just figure out his qualifying, then I mean Red Bull could be right in this this championship hunt. Hmm. Not ready to go that far, but oh, but you guys will say that Racing Point's going to finish second. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, I was did not watch all of qualifying on Saturday, but does anybody have a comment on why no one else took the risk for going for hard, starting on hard, hard tires on Sunday this past weekend, like Verstappen did and ultimately won him the race? Well, I don't think that's what won Verstappen the race. <clears throat> um, they all made two stops. It did allow Verstappen to go longer on his first stint, but I, but I but I think he would have gone for a one stop if if they did not see the second pair of Mercedes tires falling apart and and it halfway like halfway through the Mercedes second tire stint, Max was going faster than them on what should have been slower tires and i think they, they changed their whole outcome because if he had not gotten ahead to the pit stop delta i think they would have gone for the single tire use pirelli was saying it was a two-stopper even if you did medium hard hard i don't think max was going to do a one-stopper and as to what you're talking about speed 
Mercedes had to slow down because they were blistering their tires. I don't know why they wore their tires so quickly and so uh, much, but they did. And that, that caused them to go slower on a faster tire. Right off the bat, on the first couple of turns, Max was on under extreme pressure from those behind him on a faster tire. I think because the hard takes a long time to warm up right off the bat. So I disagree with that. He was, he was in the clear from the get go. And I also think it's, I think it's crazy to say that the hard tire strategy didn't win him that race. It, it was all about perspective and when they decided to stop and having as much information as possible. So maybe we'll just disagree agree to disagree, but I think it was key to them winning the race. You could disagree with the tire guy about tire strategy. Go ahead. No, tire guy doesn't know what he's talking about here. I don't, I don't remember Max being um, pushed from behind, to be honest. He seemed like he was pretty clear. Yeah, Actually, sorry. I believe I believe it was a McLaren pushing him. For what? Like one corner? Yeah, no. It, I, admittedly, it was brief. It was for a few <laughs> corners on the first lap. But what okay, I'm saying is, you could you could lose you could lose a position there. <laughs> and then if you and then if you get stuck behind somebody and the Mercedes scamper off, I mean, that's how races are won or lost. Max that's why was, people generally start on the fast tire and then go to the Max other tire for was struggle was struggling so badly on his inferior tire that he started in fourth and made it into third within the first couple corners. That's how bad it was. <laughs> you don't like my point. All right. What's the next topic? We're just taking these down here. Uh, I don't know. Someone, did someone publish uh, an agenda? Char <laughs> I mean, Charlie had a, a, a secret agenda. Yeah, and you guys wrecked it, so. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I think we can get back on track, though. Maybe just, you know, shout out another item. Let's just do, do some life, let's updates. Do life updates. Life like, updates. When all else fails, life updates. I'll go. All right. Uh, let's see. What did I do over the weekend? Uh, played nine holes of golf with Liz on Sunday. Looks like we're about to get poured on, but we didn't. Uh, that course is in very bad shape. I would not recommend it. Got getting shelled on the, what hole is that? It's after the par five. It's a short par four uphill on the front nine. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And the next hole is coming back right after. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Balls were flying all over the place. Nobody's yelling for, ah. you know? Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Wait, a short uphill on the front nine? Yeah. It's, uh, what is it? It's a whole four, right? Whole four? Oh, six. Six. Six? Yeah. I think it's seven. Seven. Oh, yeah. Seven. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. Oh, and People slice off of eight right into your face. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a pain. It's dangerous. Anyway. Did you survive? Yeah, survived. Good time. Let's see. I am headed to Nantucket in a week less than that'll be nice week there um let's see what else i got this new car seat since liz is having a kid i guess we both are but mostly her right behind this me this is just a car seat yeah this is yeah 
Why'd you get a car seat separate than the stroller? Doesn't the stroller come with a car seat? Uh, no, it's not separate. Sold separately. Unbelievable. So I got to read the manual on that one. Read up. Don't read the manual. You'll figure it out. Okay, I won't read the manual. I'll watch some YouTube's maybe. (laughs) It's uh, I don't know. It's gender neutral, I suppose. Uh, Do do you know the type of people who have kids and they can figure this out? No, you do. I've been saying that to a lot of people. Like, you don't need very many IQ points to have a kid. You know, you're saying that to random people in the city. (laughs) Yeah. Well, people who I uh, yeah. Well, you have a kid. It's targeted. Yeah, it's very targeted. But yeah. Anyway, um, and then, yeah, I'll be in Nantucket for about a week with Liz's uh, parents and sister. When are you going to that? Mom was asking me. 17th. Is that a Wednesday? No, it's a Monday. Oh, wow. Fake news from my mom then. Yep. And I don't know. Nothing else, really. That's about it. Nice. I can go. Um, no one else wants to. I was, I think since we last chatted, I think I went to Rangeley, Maine for a full week, which is lovely. I went with Carolyn and her mother, uh, my son Emmett and Copley all went up there. Great time, great lake, great scenery. I think really, Copley really benefits the most from it because he just gets this, just to run and prance with no leash. And I just feel bad for him that he has to live in the city because he just really enjoyed it. So that was great. Uh, Anne stayed for a couple days after and then, you know, had to get back to work this week. So, or last week, so that was rough, but um, I have not been able to play golf like John has. Hopefully this weekend I'll get some golf in. Ooh, I made the um, tee time. Yeah, you didn't get beautiful. back to me, but I did make a tee time. So that means I'm in because the tea time has been made. So there's no backing out. <laughs> well, you can cancel up to 24 hours beforehand. What time is the tea time? 2.10. Beautiful. Um, not much else. Kind of trying to think if there's anything else that I was up oh, to. Oh, we went really... to a little, um, that, that brewery we went. Oh, to. yeah. We did a little outing. Um, explored a new town, Roslindale. Went to Distraction Brewing. It was a nice little, they turned this street into a pedestrian only. Uh, they blocked it off so you can just Europe, sit there. Yeah. Very European. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Um, ordered some pizza from a local, you know, place. Brought it over. Just really lovely. Uh, Rosendale is pretty cool, actually. I don't know. I know Jill Bissonette. Um, shout out Jill. I think he used to live there. But I hadn't been there in a long time. It was, it was actually pretty cool. Very nice. So, that's about it. Uh, okay, uh, I've been spending the summer shuttling back and forth between Maine and Newton, Very and uh, it's been eventful and restful at times. A lot of uh, drama in Maine last weekend. <clears throat> we had our cable, our kayaks locked up at the river with like forty other kayaks, and somebody clipped our lock and took the kayaks out for a joyride and then like dragged them back up on the beach and left them kind of un, uh, unkempt. So remains to be seen what, who the perp was there and uh, what, whether we treat them like a horse thief or, you know, kids doing hijinks. 
everything's on the table. Uh, but a lot of shark sightings in Maine. I don't know if I covered this on the last pod, but at Drake's Island, there was somebody either stand-up paddleboarding or windsurfing. It's unclear which. And a boat came over to them, said, there's been a shark following you. Let us escort you into shore. Um, so I'm happy to be back in Newton. I'm afraid of the water now. Uh, just this evening, I had quite the struggle with my children who have learned all sorts of new techniques to delay bedtime. Um, there was like a an example. screaming and yeah. crying about my stomach hurting and refusal to take any of their advice about how to deal with that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> John, John, you has, uh, off as authorized their use as enhanced interrogation techniques. If we ever need to get any information out of somebody, just put them with my two kids. Okay. Uh, and then this coming weekend, I'm going to Vermont. Waiting him. Oh, nice. What are we doing up there? The usual. Swim in the lake with no sharks. Cut down some trees. Birding. Go for walks in the woods. Get et cetera, the et cetera. stuck on something. Hey, that's very potentially in the cards. Drink you know. a little too much, maybe? Could be. Who knows? <laughs> All possibilities. Um, not too much else. I've mostly cop doubled up on other people's plans. This past weekend, Becky and I, at the, Andrew talked so fondly of Rangeley that Becky and I had to go visit. We went up for the weekend in a Friday night, lovely town, visited, checked out the construction at Saddleback, rode around the lake, did some uh, real estate shopping just to check out the scene, rented a boat on Sunday, did a little tour to to Lake Rangeley and back to work this week and going to, I think, Vermont this upcoming weekend. So, yeah. That's it. Would, would this have been the weekend for BT or is it last weekend? Would have been last. Last weekend. Last weekend. Uh, That's a real bummer. Who's going up this weekend? Paul Crow? Everybody but Becky. Becky has uh, is teaching Span the Cape. Chris and Karen. Yes. Yep. So Charlie, how are you getting to Vermont? I'm uh, borrowing a car from Rob and Annie. They're going. The they're all going up for extended weekends, Friday through oh. Monday. Oh. oh. Thursday through Monday. Thursday through Monday. Look at that. Wow. Must be nice. That must what be nice. The kids, what will the kids do all weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Not go to bed. Torture me. I don't Take know. blueberries. So how did you act? How did you end up winning the bedtime battle? Did you just uh, lash them down and made, hopefully they? Uh, well, I gave Lee more water than I should have, so he's definitely <laughs> gonna wet the bed. So you waterboarded it. You waterboarded one son. I negotiated with Merle that I would sing him three songs, and somehow he got me to sing five songs. So jokes on me. <laughs> Uh, Freebird. What are the songs? <laughs> are they all different songs? Do you want me to sing know, a song right now? How do you know five songs? I don't. I yeah. <laughs> just, just wait. You'll know all sorts of songs. <laughs> so one kid is gonna definitely wet the bed. The other one actually is just singing show tunes. 
What a where was where is Annie? <laughs> That's what I said. Enhanced interrogation. Annie had made dinner, and I generally put the kids to bed. So nice. Fair I enough. With it. Good stuff. Um, I don't know. Do we already talk about Hulk? We want to wrap it up talking about whether Hulkenberg deserves a seat, or do we already mention that? Definitely he does. does, and he won't get it. Where? Yeah. Alpha. Alpha. Romeo? No, if Kimmy's seat opens up, maybe. Alpha Romeo sucks. Yeah, get, what a, get rid of uh, Giovinazzi. Yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah. Really? I, I kind of agree there. He's a. I love a good Italian in F1, though. Something romantic about that. Ricciardo. <laughs> there, I mean, there is something nice about an Italian in F1. I, I agree. But I mean, I would say get rid of Romain, but uh, I like having a punching bag around. That's and, and, I wouldn't, for. and I wouldn't wish Haas on Hulkenberg. What a <laughs> dumpster fire they are. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's pretty for Haas. Vettel should go to Haas. That's where he belongs. Um, in other sports news, the Bruins are delayed because the Blue Jackets and Lightning are about to go into the fifth overtime. Oh, my gosh. Wild. Who's, about to, um, who's about to lose? What did you just say? Blue Jackets and the Lightning are wrapping up the fourth overtime period. Right now. So when people hear this podcast in two weeks, this will be relevant. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how a hockey player It'll plays. It'll be out for... tomorrow. It'll be out tomorrow if I get the vial. So is that why the <laughs> Bruins period. game has the yeah. Bruins game started? No. It's delayed. I thought you were a Beast fan. I was, and I thought it started at eight, and so I was gonna go watch it. No, it's delayed. You can watch it from the get go. All right. Great. Should we talk uh what it was is Barcelona coming up? Barcelona. Barca. Oh, do we have any uh do we have any betting corner updates? Oh, Lochi is gallivanting in Utah glamping. Actually, I wow. I think he that said not to say the glamping thing. Um, awesome. he wanted to, he wanted to make it sound a little more manly, you know. Okay, just edit that out. Don't worry. Don't but worry, Lochi. We got glamping. <laughs> yeah. Um, with a bunch of bros, I think. So I don't think he's betting on. I don't think he bet on this past race, which is good because he's down some units from what I <laughs> really how big. I don't know, but I remember the last race he I think he went like one for one and five with his bets. <laughs> the only way to get back even even is to double down. Whatever you lost, that's that. the like thing. He was he, he was doing those um really long shots. Yeah, long yeah. shots. So if he if he hits one, he isn't he good? Yeah, he's got to stomach some bad weekends. Not that good. Yeah. Is glamping just a code word for or code word for getting on your hog and going to Sturgis? <laughs> Timing is Funny. a little sketchy. Yeah, he he's got some Sturgis in his blood. His um, you may have heard of his grandfather Claude. Uh, he's got a few Van Dam. Uh, no, <laughs> Frank. Uh, I, I shouldn't say his last name on the pod, but yeah, Claude. He's got a couple albums out about uh, riding a Harley. So check Claude Bigsy. <laughs> is this a joke or is this That's... real? Saki Blues is a hit song. Are you are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> are you joking right now? No, I'm not. You said we'll this get is his him grandfather. On. His grandfather was a. Uh yeah, he had a little career as a musician, and all the I think the cover art is like him on a, a Harley. Yeah. Can you good. just get Trevor to send you his location via iPhone just to make sure? Whoa, he's not whoa, whoa! 
We'll edit that out. Don't worry, Loti. We've, we've, we've already said his name. We've already before. said his name. Yeah. Question: Is this is this the maternal or paternal grandfather? Paternal. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He. I found a hit on Google. Yeah. Uh, back to racing for one minute. Any thoughts or predictions for Spain? I'm predicting Mercedes runs away with this. Um. Yeah. yeah uh, fair. Fair prediction. <laughs> Well, it's kind of a slow, today. twisty. It's kind of a slow, twisty track. So, I think we might see some similarities to Hungary. Yeah, yeah. But bet on that advice at your peril. I got. It's pretty impressive that Max is second in the drivers' championship, right? I mean, we didn't talk about that, but yeah. Being ahead of Botas. Sure. Is it a is it a commentary on Max or a commentary on Botas? Botas is good, don't you think? I mean, I I have trust in Botas. Mm, I don't know. I mean, the tire thing is bad luck, obviously, but and I do think Mercedes going to screw him this past weekend. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Max I, is a better driver than him. Botas is inked for next yep. year at Mercedes. Lewis is yep. not. Lewis is just holding on for big money, and Botox knows he's a bitch, and we'll just take whatever they <laughs> offer him. <laughs> Lewis had an interesting yeah. comment about the contract. He said he, he felt weird talking about big money with what's going on in the world. Okay, Lewis, oh. take a big contract and donate it all. If you're so concerned about it, yeah, I mean, I mean that's just hot air what for a me. poser. Yeah, wow. that, that's Lewis, I, mean, I stand with you. I stand with you, Lewis. I kneel with you, Lewis, but give away your money. Yes, I agreed. <laughs> We don't know. He maybe he gives away a lot of his money. I don't know. Lewis Hamilton would be all over Instagram if he were giving away his money. Please. He is not an anonymous donor. I don't know about that. A lot of vitriol coming out of Rob. Look, he's a great driver. I don't hate him like I did four years ago, but he's not giving away money anonymously. Let's get real. could be right well i'm gonna watch it live what time is it eight is it eight o'clock nine o'clock i think it's if i it's it's, it's obviously a uh th three o'clock local nine, time it's a nine ten now why is spain on a different time zone than britain i thought brexit <laughs> yeah, Brexit. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, Brexit. Um, Do they have yeah, I, a daylight saving time in Spain? You know what uh, I'd have I to mean, check. Yeah, why are they on? They're on different times. Are you sure about that? Mm. <laughs> oh, it's, man. It, Spain is like directly south of the UK. I got a time zone map. Yeah, UK's on their own thing of a bob. Greenwich, Greenwich Mean Time. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Madrid is an hour later than London. Wow. Oh, Madrid. Yes, Barcelona has daylight savings. Well, it's it's uh. So yeah, they're oh. they're an hour ahead. What about there, Gotha? They're six hours ahead of U.S. And so London has daylight saving too. But anyway, British summer time. I, think, I think we do need to look at why the UK 
Maybe it has something to do with the curvature of the earth. Maybe this could be an agenda topic for the next race. It's because of the Irish backstop? (laughs) (laughs) Could be. This is not your topic, John. Don't you, I mean, I guess if you're a morning person, you want to be in the earlier time zone, but you get a little extra at at night if you're in London. I'm all about, I would like, I'm pro moving to Atlantic time zone. We need to set our own way here in New England. I'm a morning guy. That would be wacky. I'm a a morning guy as well. What about working with uh, overseas or West Coast people? You'd, You'd have to stay on later at night. That's no good. Yeah, I'd tell them to get up early. Oh, doesn't this mean that I could put my kids to bed an hour earlier? I'm for that. I don't think you have a a full understanding of how time works in this scenario. switch every night just so they sleep longer. All right. Well, I got to go make sure they're asleep. Go watch some Bruins. Start getting getting my rest to watch the race on Sunday. While you're in Vermont? Okay. Ooh. Is this heat wave going to let up this week at all? Oh, better. Good question. Check dark sky. It's not even an up it's not even an update for me. I continue to have no AC and I'm re- miraculously still alive. It's going to dark sky boys using. It's going to it's going to break this weekend. It'll break eventually. I have a great weather yes. I have a great weather app recommendation for Android folks, Flowex. Oh, that's a Russian app. I read an article about it. That's fake news. I like AccuWeather. Next Low Tuesday, X. it's going to be 22 degrees. Wow. Crazy. Are we still doing the centigrade crap? Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, 30, it was 33 degrees in my office today. Stop it. You guys are so... No, it wasn't. Inside? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, that's nuts. Such losers. Yes. Not, you don't know centigrade. Just stop it. Yes, we do. You know, there's yes, some do. soccer teams that put people in 35 degree rooms just to make training oh harder. Gosh. Oh, so maybe it's just I, like a training thing for you. You're, you're office ready. My blood has never been thinner. It's like <laughs> I could do a, a bunch of EPO right now and be fine because my blood's so thin. You should do what it. What are you talking about? No one's going to bust you. Are you telling me I need to switch to centigrade just because you guys are doing it? I will do it. Do it with the program, man. The better you'll be. 20 is a lovely temperature. No. no Agreed. Agreed. I don't even think my my app can do centigrade. I bet it can. (laughs) Yes, it can. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Catch you later, guys. Catch you later.